What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 64, and Uttal and I, along with our special guest Antoine, are reviewing the third and final entry in the Blade trilogy, Blade Trinity. We go into all of the crap that this movie is. We talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and believe me, there's a lot more of that. But we also talk about some of the production troubles that this film had along the way, and I think Patton Oswalt said it best, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said the fact that this movie got made, it should be up there with Citizen Kane in terms of considerations of best movies of all time. So with that said, uh, thank you very much for listening, and thank you for watching if you're checking us out on YouTube. Really hope you enjoy the episode. Um, I know all three of us really enjoyed doing this Blade retrospective because of how much we like the Blade series. So anyways, let's get this episode started, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Up, folks this is justin this is Otto, and, and we've got our special guest antoine's back sorry buddy i got you off yeah. <laughs> we went through this before we hit the recording button we literally went through this and he's like justin's I'm gonna really go sorry. then i'm gonna go and I'm then Antoine's really gonna go antoine heard me i heard me because i was sitting here when i said it i don't not sure what happened what, what I, happened I, with you i you know what there was a delay in the video uh, that's oh, what i'm gonna say good lord that's what i'm blaming it on <laughs> good lord there wasn't but that's what i'm gonna blame it on <laughs> thank you i guess everyone i can't for lie listening. about something and immediately tell the truth right that kind of fucks up the whole lying thing right <laughs> i apologize to everyone listening to this we've been doing this for a long time we gotta really we really gotta work on those intros man <laughs> That's nah, fine. <laughs> people know who we are at this point. Start. You know what we should do to get people's attention is start it off differently. All right, I'll start it off differently. Okay. Okay, go for it. What's up, folks? This is Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not dealing with your nonsense, not, man. No, all right. no I ain't That's doing fine. it. I, I would have gone with Brittany. I, I want to be referred to as. I would have gone with Brittany. Brittany? No, I. I, I, I I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, go yeah, he doesn't really look like a Brittany. No, no. Tiffany. I, I feel. I feel, I feel like, like he looks more like a Britney than a Tiffany. You think so? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel no, like man. I'd be a uh, Barbara. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you'd be a handsome Barbara. Not, yeah. Handsome, <laughs> handsome, handsome Barbara's aside. You know how he said that when he was stroking his beard? I'd be a Barbara. <laughs> yeah, Barbara. I think I made it his beard. I'd, make a, I'd make a good Barbara. Um. <laughs> Ooh. All this nonsense aside, we are here to talk about the third in the Blade trilogy, the Holy Trinity, the Blade Trinity, the uh, one that I think, Antoine, this is your favorite Blade movie, right? Oh, it, it is. It yeah. is. It is. It's so, it's so much my favorite. Um, so this movie, actually, I, I, one thing I didn't write down is when this movie came out. Um, 2004. 2004. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I went to the theater to see this movie when it came out. Um, I had heard about the troubles on production. I'd seen the trailers and stuff again, same, same with blade two. I was kind of like watching all the trailers and really getting pumped up for it, but I'd heard 
I heard some like stuff was happening during the production because this again, this was like that early era of like the internet movie journalism, ain't it cool news stuff. Um, went to see the movie and came out, uh, uh, yeah, disappointed at the time. Uh, I think disappointed was a word. It was more like I kind of prepared myself for something that wasn't going to be as good. So I didn't come out. I came out talking about the stuff that I liked and just avoiding the stuff I didn't like. You know what I mean? That was the kind of, that was the approach that I took. But yeah, no, I mean, when I came out of that movie, I was like, that doesn't, that was not, it was not, uh, it didn't hold a candle to the first two, to the first two films. And it was immediately obvious, like right off the bat from the first frames of this movie, I'm like, oh boy. We are, we are in for, in my, in my opinion, this, this movie, this movie is like, okay, did you, have you ever wanted to see like a lifetime made for TV movie blade version? That's what this feels like. Yeah. Like if ew, this feels like, <laughs> yes. this feels like, like a, like a lifetime budgeted shot film, but it just happens to be about vampires and like, and, uh, and an action film like, and, and it's, and because everything is so flat the whole movie is like you went from you went from like these visionary directors like Stephen Norrington and like Guillermo del Toro to a first time director in David Goyer who was writing who wrote the first two movies obviously knows the character mm-hmm. pretty well um but he was always working you notice this is a thing with David Goyer's movie history like anything that he is that, that he's written uh, that has gone on to be successful. He is always working with someone who is like a straight up visionary. So we're talking about like he's working with Stephen Norrington, or he's working for with Guillermo del Toro on Blade Two, or he's working with Christopher Nolan on Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. um, and and like it's it's like oh David Goyer, like he seems like a talented guy, but anything that he's done uh, cinematic, like film wise, by himself has not been very very successful it looks like he needs that collaboration with someone who can really add something new and unique to a project this one he had completely he wrote it and he directed it and i feel like it's just the flattest of the three movies there's no vision for the film it's just very plain the movie is very plain um anyway so that's kind of my initial that was my initial take and like that's when i first saw it antoine when did you did you go to see this movie in the theater I did. I remember yep. going to the theater to see this movie because, you know, it had Jessica Secret Bomb in it and, and Blade. <laughs> you know, so like Wesley Snipes <laughs> and Jessica Jessica Beale, like, come on, why why yeah. why not? Um, right, right. And she's and she's jacked in this movie. Like yeah. she is yeah. like no joke, like yeah. jacked in this movie. Um, so kind of the same as you going into it. I would I didn't I didn't do any homework on it because I figured it's another Blade movie. But you know, like Right. Why the fuck not? So I didn't do any homework or any research on it, hearing anything that's wrong in production like you do nowadays. Yeah. I didn't care about that stuff. I didn't hear any of it. Walked in there and I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> what am I watching? This yeah. is ridiculous. Um, I'm not going to go into anything right this second. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a lot of heated moments in this movie that are sure. definitely going to probably come out. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, did you uh, did you check this movie out in the theaters? I did. Um, I actually came out of it liking it more than I think I should. What's the best way to put this? I enjoyed it more than I should have. And it was completely because of Ryan Reynolds being just so out of place and comical. I, I, I liked that aspect of it. The rest of it, the anything that actually had to do with Blade was 
flat and boring because that's kind of how it went. But upon rewatching it, <laughs> so let's let's talk about the the the, the production troubles, right? Yeah, so let's do that. From, you want to jump from, into that? Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it. yeah. So from from the get, and I want to tie this back to to my thoughts on the movie because it, it kind of comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, from the get go, uh, Wesley Snipes reportedly was like very very upset about how the the direction of the movie because it was giving a lot of uh, prominence to these date. What, what were they called? The not, the Night Stalker. Same Night Stalker. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Day Trippers. I'm like, where is he going with this? <laughs> Um, no, the Night Stalkers and uh, reportedly Wesley Snipes was not super happy about that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was a very, um, a very tough relationship between Wesley Snipes and the director and seemingly the rest of the cast to the point where he was demanding people refer to him as Blade. He was only speaking with David Goyer through like post-it notes and shit. Um, po- uh, Patton Oswald, who played yeah. uh, Patton Oswald in this movie, yeah, he just played himself. Just yeah. played himself. <laughs> um, uh, he he uh, he has. There's YouTube videos of him out there explaining kind of some of the situation and some of the. He has some pretty good anecdotes from that time. For sure. Do you hilarious. know any? Do you know any off the top of your head? Because like I remember them being absolutely hilarious, and I was just digging up an article right now. Yeah, if you uh, can dig it up and get find the specifics, but like yeah. some of the stuff I remember, like. The the two things that were just outrageous to me was that he was demanding people refer to him as Blade. He was not rehearsing. Um, he was not working with the cast. Like he'd just show up, do his lines, and go back to his trailer and refuse to speak to anybody. He's, he's fucking Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no. he already did two movies. Like how much rehearsing do you need from the guy who's been carrying the franchise? <laughs> true. That 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 is true. But at the practice? same time, pra- <laughs> practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about practice. Not a game. No. Um, but yeah, so he was just like from the get-go, it was hard to work. He was extremely hard to work with. And it just sounded like nobody wanted to be there. Uh, that was part of the original franchise. As you can see by, and we'll talk about this more too. Uh, what's his name? Chris Christopherson. Just like I don't know if there's something less you're putting in less effort than phoning something in. Oh, yeah. He did that. He oh, called somebody oh, and asked them to phone it in for him. That's yeah. basically what he did. Chris Christopherson is on another planet, like while shooting this movie. Yeah, like it's bananas. <laughs> he, um, he sent a text to somebody to text somebody else to text yeah. someone else to phone it in. <laughs> and, and honestly, what yeah. you just described is pretty much the communication process with Wesley Snipes on the movie as well. So um okay. This is a little excerpt. I'm just going to read this from Pat- Patton, Patton Oswalt's story from the Perfect. stories from the from the set of Blade Trinity. Yeah. Wesley Snipes was just fucking crazy in a hilarious way. He wouldn't come out of his trailer and he would smoke weed all day, yes, which is yeah. fine with me because I had all these DVDs that I wanted to catch up on. We were in Vancouver and it was always raining. I kept the door to my trailer open to smell the evening rain while I was watching a movie. Then I remember one day on the set, they let everyone pick their own clothes. There was one black actor who was also kind of a club kid, and he wore this shirt with the word garbage on it in big, big stylish letters. It was his shirt, and Wesley came down to the set, which he only did for close-ups. <laughs> and <laughs> everything, everything else was done by his stand-in. I only did one scene with him, but he comes in and he comes on and goes. There's only one other black guy in this movie, and you make him wear a shirt that says garbage, you racist motherfuckers. <laughs> Holy shit. 
<laughs> oh my god there's there's so much more here like there's yeah, so, there's, it, it, so, yeah. there's so much i forgot he was partying a lot too like he just come he he would show up just completely like not ready to work I it basically he he was, was going to jail soon <laughs> yeah so i have a theory on that i'm pretty sure it was david s goyer that fucking ratted him out to the feds just my thoughts yeah. i don't know whether that's true or not so it's and it's like this whole situation is pretty funny because or, or, or not not funny but it's it's um well it is funny but it's uh funny. it's also um uh, uh oddly uh like uh common like you see that through all these movies like when we were talking about blade one and two Wesley was also a creative force on these movies. He's also the producer, right? I think his like Amon Ra production company, I think that's the name of his production company. But, you know, yeah, I've, you know, I've seen the interviews with Guillermo del Toro and he's talking about, he's like, look, I, I bring a certain energy to, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, but it's just what I remember from the interview where he's like, look, uh, I bring a certain energy. I want vampires to look a certain way. And I want the, the shots to look a certain way. I want, it. but when it comes to blade, he's like, Wesley is blade. This is like Del Toro talking in it. He's like, Wesley brings what he calls the bladeness. Like he had a word for it. He's like the bladeness, you know, like when, when, when Wesley snipes is like, look, when the when the when the action calls for throw the s blade okay that's 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 the action and catch the s blade it's wesley wesley snipes is like okay i'm gonna throw it like this and when i catch it i'm gonna spin five times and then reach my hand out and this thing's gonna land in my hand and Guillermo del toro is probably like sounds good (laughs) good idea (laughs) right (laughs) so so there is a there is a creative like drive behind that so when you meet, when you're now with a first-time director, David Gore, who's written a script that does marginalize Blade's time in his own movie, it's just that's a powder keg, like waiting to go off. Right? There's no, there is the, the there's no way that you can have all of these elements together and not expect like a total shit show. It was uh, so so yeah, no, it's like yeah, you know, Wesley was being was being uh, you know kind of nuts in a crazy way on the set. But you know, like the 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 fact of the matter is, Blade is not in a lot of this Blade movie, <laughs> right? So so yeah, no that that shit was really really that was a that was a big thing. And Patton Patton does that he he does he tells that story off, and it's really funny. If there, there's a video, I'm sure we can link it in the show notes or something. But there is there is some there are some funny stories from the set of Blade, and the movie uh, bears those marks. It's now, like it's clear that something's wrong when they made this movie. Now, yeah. so to, to bring this all full circle, so rewatching this, so obviously I, I rewatched because it's been ages since I'd actually seen it. <clears throat> this movie is so much better with that context because if you watch this movie thinking that this is actually happening in real life and Wesley Snipes is just fucking up extras because he doesn't feel like actually acting, it is such a better film because every single film, like every single shot of him when he's talking to like, Ryan Reynolds or Jessica Biel is just so rough and so poorly delivered. And it's just like, if you're just imagining him saying like when he starts chastising, um, Oh, I love that. That's my king. Yeah. That's my favorite scene. in the movie. It was, it was entertaining. It was entertaining when I first watched yeah, it. Yeah. Watching it now, when you think he's saying that to Ryan Reynolds, it's <laughs> so much better. Yeah. And as he's beating up, like he's beating up people in fight scenes and stuff. If you just think, 
he's probably just fucking up an extra right now. He's just beating the lever living shit out of him. It's much more fun. So that, I, I, yeah. I encourage you to, if you rewatch this movie, rewatch it with that in mind, that it's actually Wesley Snipes doing this and not Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed funny. off Wesley. Not, yeah. not, now that you say that, I'm remembering some scenes where he delivered a line where he's like, motherfucker. And it's yeah. like, that, that, is, that is coming from the chest. Yeah, it that's is. from the you heart, is. man. Like it it's is. coming from deep. That is from the heart. Um, all right, cool. So those are the general thoughts. You guys ready to jump into the plot? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Let's do this. All right. Uh, uh, before we do that, Antoine, uh, there's a little bit of anger issues you have with this movie. I feel like there's a lot of tension that we're oh, going to there, release. There's definitely some tension and, and anger within this film. Use um, it. I, I will use, use it. it. Um, first use off. Use it. This is Blade Trinity. Why in the fuck is Ryan Reynolds? Don't get me wrong, he's Canadian, so I respect him. And he, he did a great job with Deadpool. But why in the fuck is he the voiceover at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is sense. a very good point. I never why even in that the is a very good fuck? point. Like when I heard it, like I had to rewatch like when we re- when I rewatched it to do this, I was like, it's Ryan Reynolds at the beginning. Now I'm already pissed. Yeah. I'm already pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have the, the, the credits sequence and like kind of uh Ryan Reynolds talking over. It's not even I don't even know if there's text there. It's just kind of like this. Yeah, no, there's no text. Blood. Like a, it's, Blood there's text and thing. it goes away and then it's like it, it, it's into a shot of whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, it starts off on the wrong foot. Yeah, it starts <laughs> off on the wrong foot for me, man. And that's that's exactly what I that's that's what I uh that's exactly what I meant when I said like the first frames of this movie. I'm like, oh, it's not not looking good. No, it is not. Yeah. So we got Ryan Reynolds, goofy Ryan Reynolds voice introducing this uh, a, a, this, you know, R-rated uh, action action movie. Uh, and then we cut to a bunch of vampires in the Syrian desert. Um, and uh, this real this little crack team of vampire experts comes out of the comes out of the fucking helicopter. I'm like, what is this like the carnival in town? Like I'm looking at this crew. <laughs> Like, these guys are just all goofy as fuck. And then Triple H shows up. So, <laughs> was like, it Triple H at that point, or was it Hunter Hearst Hemsley still? I, I think he was Triple H. I think it was then. Triple H at that point, right? He was yeah. actually billed in this movie as Paul Levesque, like his non-wrestling name. Was, was he really? Right? Yeah. Was that an right? Asshole. True story. What an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. He's more like, pissed off now. He didn't um, even use his wrestling name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess, I guess he was, like, pop- popular at the time, but he just... He just looks like a total goofball in this movie. Like he is not threatening. He is not. Uh, he, he's not physically imposing. Like he just doesn't. He doesn't fit the bill in this movie but, at all. Let's face it. The three Stooges, as I'm going to refer to them for the rest of the movie, <laughs> yeah. being Hunter Hearst, Helmy, Helmsley, Parker Posey, Parker Posey, and that other jobber that I don't yeah, know his name. Yeah, his her yeah. brother or something. Yeah, her brother yeah. in the movie. Whatever. Those people are all. They're both the worst vampires and also the second funniest thing about this movie to me because they are so wildly out of place i actually I, really like them the, <laughs> i don't know why like ironically i guess it's just yeah they're so weirdly out of place i also really like parker posey because she's just so out of place and just some of the thing, the way that she delivers some of her lines fucking crack me up oh no she's like legit amazing in this movie. Yeah, I think she is yeah. the one that is having the most fun. Yes, she delivers the best lines, and she's so oddly quirky. And I don't yeah. know if you've seen any other movies that she's been in, but she's a fun. She's fun. Like she's, she's great. great. And yeah, she's yeah. a good I really actress. Like her. 
and they uh, for I don't even like when I first heard Parker Posey was going to be in this movie I'm like what are like what are we doing here this is just weird <laughs> casting but the stuff they do with her I think it's I think a lot of it is hilarious and like uh, that's one of the one of the things that actually works for me in this movie is just kind of how goofy she is but it's just like the goofiness in this movie is really like they they really take it to the next level with her character with Ryan Reynolds yeah. Uh, and some of the other some of the other characters on the Night Stalkers, they do take it up a notch. But they're out in this in this pyramid. They're looking for they're looking for the first vampire. They're looking for Dracula. And um, they sort of stumble on this thing. And he like Dracula in full armor pops out and then it cuts to black. And then we cut to a different we cut to a different scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like one of the big problems with this movie. We've got a couple of things going on here. We've got dracula the first of the vampires we've got the the feds basically the real world implications of blades actions as another yeah. plot point and then yeah. we've got um the vampire end game the people in the you know like in the uh, like the human blood bags basically yeah and i have no idea why didn't they just roll with one of these ideas just one would have been right. totally fine and my personal personally Kick, dragging the Blade franchise, kicking and screaming from a hyper stylized reality into the real world with cops and shit. Wrong move. Wrong move. I don't know I why. Agree. Like that. It's an idea and it's fine. If they decided to focus on it, that's fine. I don't think that's, I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible because you look back at the other movies, I'm like, guys, this doesn't take place in the real world. Like, right. This takes place <laughs> in the real world. Um, you don't even see so- cops in the first two movies. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you see, see one, one guy cop. who's a cop in the first movie, and he's a friggin' uh, he's a uh, what's it called uh, a pet and those yeah, uh, familiars. familiars. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he gets his ass kicked in broad daylight. Nobody cares, <laughs> and no nobody one cares. cares. <laughs> um, it, it's funny, like yeah. okay, so to your point, you you mentioned that they had uh, three three things. They definitely went with the less interesting one, which is sad because if Dracula is your less interesting one. A less interesting potential plot that's that's saying something either against dracula and b- putting him in this universe or the strength of the other two concepts like for me i i the the whole idea well let me just read this too so back sure. going back to kind of the the pat oswald thing um i probably reading the same article you did but at the very beginning of the article he said this was this is Patton's quote is oh christ that was the third blade movie and there's a scene where Blade goes in and confronts this guy for harvesting humans. That scene was supposed to be the whole basis of the film. Blade is fighting for the last shred of humanity, but they thought it was just so fucking grim. So they decided to have Blade fighting Dracula. So it sounds like they had like, yeah, to, to the point of the whole harvesting humans thing. It's cut. You know what? Actually, let me take, let me take back what I said. I'd actually prefer Dracula to that. And I feel like the harvesting humans thing was touched on in the first movie and I didn't care like Mm. harvesting humans there as opposed to what eating them like they currently do. Like it's not good either way. Like, yeah, I guess it's like mass farming, but I don't know. I just, it just seemed like a logistical thing of how they could get better blood delivery. If it was a bigger scale than just like a bunch of guys in like the little sippy bags that you can feed food to Neha, like then yeah, (laughs) fine. But, but yeah, I think maybe if you do Dracula, well, it could be a lot more interesting. They didn't do that here, but but the whole concept of of now like him getting out and having to deal with the repercussions of of fighting the police force, that's an interesting kind of direction to go. And I thought that was going to be the whole basis for the film 
when we had seen it because that was like very much the the driver in the trailers yeah but unfortunately yeah. we got you know these three different things that just didn't make sense in the whole grand scheme of the film yeah antoine like of those three kind of mishmash of ideas which i mean which one would you have liked to have seen or what, what did you gravitate to the most uh if you <clears throat> if at all <laughs> i i've heard the anger is bubbling yeah use it <laughs> um I, I wouldn't use any of them I wouldn't use any of them. Oh, because really? Really? None Justin of them, none touched of on it in the first. Justin touched on it. We we did the feeding using people as farming. We we've done yeah. that. You know, we we have the Dracula thing. We kind of did that in two, where we had a new strain of vampires. We kind of did that already. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, you know, like we can. We don't need that. And then what was plot point three again? Cops. 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 See? Fucking cops. Fucking police. <laughs> like fuck. It's always a black person versus the cops. Oh. <laughs> You know what? Good point. (laughs) Touche. Every black movie has cops holding us down somewhere. So like they didn't uh, they didn't they didn't actually touch on this in the movie, but they're they 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 didn't know he's a vampire. He killed anyone. It was just uh, they were just chasing. (laughs) Yeah, chasing a black guy. (laughs) Good point. Black guy in a black car. Oh, my God. Saturday night. night. A black guy in a black car. I buy. I drive. I drive a black SUV. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, so none like none of these stories. None of these stories really mesh for you. Like no, uh, in, ter- no. in terms of interest level. Like if I had, if I had to, had to pick one. Yeah. And we have to focus on one. I would have gone with the Dracula storyline, and I would have done yeah. a whole lot better job at. Yeah. Doing Dracula a lot better, giving him the justice that he is. He's Dracula. Like I'm not a right. big horror guy, but yeah. Like if you're gonna use one of the big. I guess one of the big three, if you count Frankenstein, yeah, and, yeah. And Dracula, and all those guys together, and, yeah. and Wolfman, yeah, Dracula, you need to come correct, like have yeah. put some respect on his name. Absolutely, for sure, for yeah, sure. I um, I, I agree with you, and I, I think Dracula was the most interesting one to me. Like, like you mentioned, like it works for like horror fans as well. It's like you know, I'm a big horror fan, but if you're going to bring Dracula into the play, in the, in the the interesting thing historically is Blade's first appearance was in a Tomb of Dracula comic book, mm-hmm. fighting Dracula. So I'm yeah. like, when they said they're going to introduce Dracula, I'm like, this is this is great because it's a little bit of something old. It's going to be a lot of something new, and that's that's what makes I think what makes great like cinema because like a lot of stuff, you know, things have been done. You know, you, you're never going to be come up with something like so wholly original when it comes to vampirism. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, you put your own spin on it. So a little bit of something old, a little bit of something new, and I was like, I was really excited. I'm like, what are they going to do with Dracula? What's he going to look like? What's it? And then Dominic Purcell shows up playing dracula and it's just atrocious he is he is truly truly awful but i'm getting a little ahead of myself so yeah so you know dracula shows up in this first scene and then the second and the next scene in the credits is probably the only action scene in this movie that i enjoyed and uh the 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 reason i say that is blade is attacking a, a warehouse because you know whatever vampires right and um and they get a little car chase sequence mm-hmm. here which mm-hmm. was kind of fun i thought that was kind of fun uh but uh, my favorite part of this was uh he he does the simon belmont castlevania thing because he's got a stake on the end of a like a chain uh like a chain whip and he starts yeah. whipping it around and killing vampires i'm like holy fuck i'm watching a castlevania movie this is great <laughs> <laughs> and then it and that scene is like 10 seconds long and it's over but i was like i was riding on that the whole movie for you it started off okay started off you know reasonable i'm like oh that was fucking cool right uh what'd you guys think of this action sequence and uh and the the car chase leading up to kind of the reveal of the killing the familiar justin 
Oh, um, I, here's the thing, and this is kind of a the this is the problem with this movie is none of it's memorable for me. Like any of the action, like I can I can with a lot of detail recall most of the action scenes from Blade uh, Blade Two. And the first Blade 2, for the most part. But Blade 2 sticks, like, some of the stuff they did sticks really well in my mind. What were you first saying? Blade also. You said, yeah, I can recognize two, two. the action scenes from Blade 2 and from Blade 2. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you sorry. Mean, yeah. You meant you I, Blade I, I 1 hear, and Blade 2. I can hear another conversation in the house going on, so I'm a little, like, <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so from, from both of the first Blade films, that's, yes. that's kind of where yeah. I was going. It's like, yep. those action scenes are very memorable to me. This one? I honestly cannot like I just saw the movie. I can't remember any of it. It's that's how yeah how um this pro this movie I feel like really really suffers from it seems like they're trying to borrow stuff from all of the from the first two movies and they do it much worse. Yes. Or they're they're not bringing anything new to the table. They're that's just right. like yeah. some of the action bits are very similar. Um the whole cons like the Castlevania thing is great. But it's also similar to kind of what they did with some of Blade's cool weapons in the first films too, where you kind of, it's kind of like a one shot, and then you don't really see him use it again. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, right. I can't remember if he uses the chain one in this. I feel like he might have used it in the final battle one time against some vampires. I can't remember. But in any case, like, it didn't either. seem like a prominent weapon. But like yeah. the S Blade was a good example of that. Like he used it kind of in the first scenes and never really used it again in, in mm-hmm. the first couple of films. So yeah, I mean. Overall, the, that action scene really didn't stick out to me, and honestly, it's going to be kind of the trend. Yeah, like, yeah. just Fair enough. in and out, really. Antoine, so, I'm, I'm with Justin on this one. Yeah, like, <clears throat> until you reminded me about the the Castlevania scene, I was like, yeah, eh, shitty fight scene. Yeah, I remember yeah. the I remember the shot in the back, and then the cops come in. Yeah, but that's like the only highlight out of it because that was the only thing that stuck out. Like, I'm in the car, so like him driving the car, chasing everybody down, running that guy over, and then jump out of his car and shooting that guy in the back and then him not turning to ash and stepping over and be like why aren't you dust or whatever yeah and whatever line he says and he's like oh you're 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 done we got you like that's the only thing that sticks out yeah parker posey on a on a building with a video yeah, camera a video camera from like <laughs> yeah i guess it is in 2004 but it looks like yeah. it's from 1994 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's a big ass fucking camera yeah um yeah so i you know uh, like I said, there are things that I do like about this movie. I'm showing this action scene a little bit more, a little bit more love than than uh, than you guys are. Uh, but I totally get it. It's not it's not a knock your socks off moment. But I, I can pick and choose the moments that I like, and I kind of focus on those. Um, um, yeah. So after this, he kills a familiar, and I find it funny that he can't tell that this guy's a familiar because he's been killing vampires for so long. And in the first movie, he literally says he can smell them. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a lion yeah. in the first movie. Anyway, whatever. So he kills a human, uh, not for the first time, and uh, and oh. suddenly the cops are involved. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's weird. Uh, we've been through two movies, and they haven't been involved at all. And uh, so, and then and then he goes back to his like the the blade layer, which is kind of a waterfront warehouse thing, which I thought was kind of a cool set, like the way it was like a it was like a, a giant harbor front sort of like house uh marina thing in yeah. Van- uh so goes back and then we have really dry dialogue between him and whistler like you guys mentioned already whistler just yeah. phoning this in he doesn't care <laughs> he like just fuck. give me my check i gotta get the fuck out of here um and uh and then we get then we give screen time to the actual detectives following blade's case like 
they actually get minutes and minutes of screen time, these two guys. And then they disappear for the whole movie. And then they just show up randomly at the end. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? Anyway, it's James Ramar, uh, yes. the guy with the deeper voice. I like him. I think I he's, love a, that he's, guy. A, he's a good actor. And he's he's the voice actor. He's a voice actor as well, right? Does, is he not? He's or? done some voice acting too. Yeah, um, yeah he was the like bad a- guy. Do you remember the Phantom with Billy Zane? I think it was Billy Zane. Yeah, I remember that. Not a great movie, but for some reason, he really stuck out with, to me. And that he was a he was a villain in it. But uh, I've liked a lot of the stuff that he's done. Yeah, he's just he's fun. he was fucking raided. He was raided in Mortal Kombat oh, Annihilation. That's, that's right. what we that's was. right. That's okay. I'll try to remember because I remember from Fast and Furious, Too Fast and Furious. So I was like, where do I, so I know him from? And I'm like <laughs> racking my brain. I'm so glad you said he's Raiden because I'm like, so, oh, of all think of the it. cinematic interpretations so of Raiden. He is the only one to have done the Superman move on film. And they put in the actual sound bit from the actual game. Where you're like, blah, blah, it just fucking flies. It flies. Yeah, Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. He's terrible it, in that movie, but I don't think it's his fault. It's, it's not. not yeah. Fault. Not his fault. He's a good character actor. He, he definitely has that. Character. He has that voice and face that you kind of you recognize and you've seen him. He's always playing like secondary characters. Yeah. Um, he, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of the character he plays on Black Lightning, but he's like kind of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For. Uh, Oh, oh, the Netflix uh, special? Or the, the Netflix, Netflix, the Netflix show. Yeah, he's. It, well, uh, I think he's it's a like, CW show, but then it's it was. I don't know. There's some weird the ownership of it. I'm not sure, but it is on yeah. Netflix, and it's quite good. I really, really enjoy that movie or that show. I, I started it, but never got into it, and I am. Yeah. I'm bad for that. Like I'll start something and then I'll have like six episodes left to watch and then I won't finish. You just won't finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched only. I watched the like I kind of did the same thing on Black Lightning, but not i didn't complete it not because i didn't like it but like you said sometimes you just your attention just kind of drifts off to other yeah. content but i remember being really blown away by um uh, by actually like how like gritty the show was like and yeah. like the issues that the show was dealing with i thought this was going to be kind of a light lighter fare and it turns out i was watching the first few episodes i'm like oh some of this is like some of this is like pretty heavy stuff yeah. um and i was like i was applauding the the, the series for that um because you know, something like say like Supergirl or like the other CW shows are like a little are they're fluffy. They're, they're little, they're fluffy, right? Yeah, yeah flash and stuff. Yeah. But this, this one, one, this I'm one like, definitely goes into some. I don't want to yeah. say dark territories, but at least a lot more mature. Yes, yeah. um, mature is the right word. I think that's yeah. the right word for it's it. More, yeah. It feel when I watched when I was watching it, it was more like a when Daredevil came to Netflix. It was more like that kind of grittiness. That yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't quite at that spectrum, but it certainly but, wasn't the like standard CW spectrum. So it was mm-hmm. certainly somewhere in the middle. And yeah, I think that's not a bad spot to be. Like I don't think you no. have to be on one side or the other to be a good show. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I really like it. I like yeah. it more than most of the others. Like that one, I found myself go returning to more than I did like Flash or Supergirl. Arrow, I was kind of okay with, but again, that's also another one that I was like back and forth on. But yeah, but I thought that there was there was more. Um, it felt more genuine. Like it felt yes. like everybody that was there didn't like. It felt like everybody was there for the right reasons. Whereas at a certain point, in Arrow or the Flash, it seemed like they were kind of rehashing the same things, and people were just doing the same thing again. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah. That's I, the uh, the the lead actor in in uh, uh, Black Lightning as well. I, I like him a lot. I think he's pretty. He's a good actor, and he's an imposing figure too. Tall, tall he's dude, a big like, fella. Yeah, he's a, he's big, a big dude. dude. Yeah, he's a yeah, big yeah. dude. So I think it's um, Cress Williams is the name. Cress Williams. Yes, yeah. that is his name. That is I his would name. Say, my boys, he's a bigger. <laughs> Bleep. we don't have yeah. any, we, we really we release as is there's no editing so we're gonna okay, drop it so, we're gonna drop it right yeah so. yeah yeah. i don't want to edit it please don't say it, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll say it. <laughs> yo okay hold on before we move on from from black lightning i want you guys to guess how old cress williams is 
black don't crack. So that's lying. Because <laughs> black don't crack. So I'm going to go. He's 45 years old. Okay. 45. Jesus Christ. When I saw him, I was like, he's like late 30s. Yeah. Yeah. He's 50 fucking years Shut. old. Told you. Black don't crack. Black man. You got to add 10. Whatever you think it is, add 10. Oh, for I, I, <laughs> like, I looked it up just to confirm that it's that that was his name. And I see July 26, 1970. He was okay. born in Germany. That guy is actively moisturizing, like for sure. <laughs> Every day, <laughs> every hour. Holy smokes! Yeah, he's a re- he's a he's a hunk. That guy's a fucking hunk, yeah. man. Yeah, like he, he was on. Uh, I feel like he was on another show that sh- uh, my wife Shaku was watching. Uh, not Gilmore Girls, but like another show that takes place in in the South, and he's in it, and he's just mad. He's just dreamy. Like the dude is just dreamy. Anyway, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah good looking dude. Um, what were we talking about? Anyway, li- listen, folks, go watch Black Lightning instead of Blade Trinity. If yes. you're still interested yes. about, if yes. you're still interested in Blade Trinity, please continue listening <laughs> to this show. Um, so we get we get the scenes with Chris Christopherson and uh, the feds show up and they blow the joint up and uh, Chris Christopherson <laughs> Whistler dies again, yeah. he dies again. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, Blade has this really weird reaction to it, where he just kind of sits cross-legged on the yeah, ground and, and cries. <laughs> he cries and cries like a bitch. He turned Blade into a bitch. What's going on? Oh here? my god, that was so fu- like it was just an odd reaction where he just kind of sits. <laughs> he was just really sad. Like mopes, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, just like, mopey. He looked like my son when he's having a temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, and then we get introduced to, uh, and then uh, we get introduced to uh, the Night Stalkers here at some point because Blade is basically taken away, mm-hmm. and uh, Parker Posey and the the the, the sideshow vampires have, for whatever reason, there's a logic jump because uh, at the beginning Dracula breaks out and looks like he attacks all the vampires, but it turns out that he just lets them take him to this this city this fictitious city yeah. so he's just chilling in his cell like i don't know what they've got oh, they like, got him in a cell lord yeah knows. they've got dracula in a cell parker posey goes in there talks to him and it's it's really weird because like she's like oh i'm going in there to talk to him she goes in there and she looks at all the bodies lying around because he's been feeding and she gets scared and i'm confused i'm like are you a vampire or are you not like isn't this kind of just normal don't don't vampires yeah. just kind of like have like bodies lying around everywhere why is this why is this terrifying you i feel like that's the equivalent of like after a binge night of drinking like coming down into my basement and seeing me there with like mcdonald's wrappers all over the place like it's the same thing like why are you surprised (laughs) like no one's gonna come down and see that and be horror struck like yeah (gasps) oh my god oh must it must have been a wild night It's just That's Saturday. You're eating all that McDonald's. That Uber Eats must have been crazy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Multiple bags. You know I went back for a few times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so, so uh, they, they, again, Vamp, uh, Blade's blood is the key to th- stuff. And not, this again, time. Yeah. not this yeah. time. Was it Isn't Dracula's it? blood's the key this time? Dracula's blood's the key, but why do oh, they need right. to capture Blade? They needed they to capture They wanted to save him, I think, because they wanted to use him to get to Dracula. That's so, yeah, I don't even remember why they didn't just kill him in the cell. Because they've got him all tied up. He's all doped up. They have this, again, they're taking the real, and you see how confusing this is to explain. This because you have these three competing plots, all intertwined in the most messy way possible. Because they have these two 
radio, like this talk show going on in the background too, about people talking about vampires and whether they're real and whether they're not. And it turns out every personality on that show is a familiar. This guy has the weirdest conversation with blade in the interrogation room. I don't know. It was just really weird. And we get these close-ups of blade being all like weird and sweaty, just like, yeah. And and drugged out anyway, all of this stuff was anyway, we go to the next action scene. Blade blade is rescued by the night stalkers consisting of Abigail Whistler and Hannibal King. Uh, And we have this action scene again. If you watch this action scene, this is not out of a place in like an early Buffy, Buffy, the vampire slayer episode. That's what this looks like. It is just awful. Like the action is just awful in this movie. That first action scene, I actually, again, I liked this one is where, where, where it's like, it's like a, it's like an episode of a low budget television show. And uh, it's totally, totally awful. Blade finds out that Whistler had a daughter. Uh, He does have one cool moment where he jumps out of like a fourth story window because he forgot his sword. And, uh, that's the only he he jumped from far, bro. Was it it more than four stories? Was that higher? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a little higher than that, but yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. And then we get this ridiculous getaway where they're like totally surrounded by cop cars and one dude in a van says, get in. And they just jump in the car and drive away. And the cops just are like, Oh, they drove away. Yeah. What what are we going to do about this? It was, it was, (laughs) no one follows them. Nobody does anything. I'm like, if you're going to do this real world shit, you're going to fucking do it then. God damn it. It was one of these like giant vans that I would go to basketball tournaments in with like 20 other guys in like a giant van and they just drive in very slowly past the the, like it wasn't fast it wasn't like the car was waiting for them in front of it it wasn't like it was bulletproof and the cops were shooting at it and they jumped in from the side it wasn't like the car was going and they ran into the moving vehicle no he just kind of bumped a couple of cars drove in front of all the other cops they got in pretty comfortably like it was like they were they had literally just gotten to their uber yeah and then they don't really speed off but they just drive away and every the cops are like oh there they go. So there they go again. Parking our cars in this exact configuration. We can't mess this up. Yeah, it just looks really nice from like a aerial view. You now, know, it's like synchronized swimming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there was also one thing I wanted to call out, and it's such a minor stupid thing, but every time I can't help but hear it. And if you guys ever watch this movie again, I don't know if you will. I'd like you to listen for this. There's a moment where the guy comes in to relieve the two detectives that we never see again. And I yeah. don't know why James Remar is playing or Remar is playing this guy, but they start yelling at each other. And then he just goes, don't fuck with my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that line. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the last thing that he says. And then he just oh. walks out of the room. Dude, you just broke me. Like it's one of two things. One, either one, somebody painstakingly while writing this movie went, we need a good line. We need him to say something genuine. And he says, don't fuck with my thing. Oh, and he gave man. that to James Ramar and that's how he, how, he, how he performed it. Or James Ramar forgot his line and he <laughs> said, don't fuck with my thing. And they kept it in the movie. And Dude. it's so awful. And they oh, kept it, it just it blew my mind. So if you're ever watching Blade Trinity, if you're listening to this right now, or if it's us or whomever this is reaching, if you listen to it, listen for that line and let us know what you think because that blew me away. The first I still hear it to this day. I'm pretty sure I caught it the first time. 
It's yeah. so ridiculous. That you're absolutely, yeah. you just, you broke me because like, I remember that <laughs> shit. I remember that it's piece. so funny. It is, it is funny. I remember laughing, but I just didn't remember. I didn't take it away. I'm so glad you mentioned that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm so happy you did. That's like going to be a sound clip that's got to come back. <laughs> Don't I'll, fuck with my thing. <laughs> I'd love to know if that was improv or if it was just like a missed line and like it's just a mistake and they're just nobody was paying attention. Like, fine. That was, that was the best cut. And we could Blade is over there beating up extras. I can't care about this right now. Okay. He's yeah. going to choke the director. Let's just wrap <laughs> the scene. Um, and, yeah, there's just oh, some there's man. some really bad like you mentioned that the the action in this is like out of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer early show I'm talking about like early. first season and you're absolutely Buffy. right like there, there, there's just such poor attention to detail to this and 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 that I don't actually I don't want to shit on Buffy too much like I, that, no, no. I that wasn't no. the point like yeah, when I'm watching when I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer Sleazen that's Slayer Sleazen one whatever yeah. season Sleazen one yeah. and um. I know what I'm expecting, but there's like good, there's, there's punchy writing. It's, it's yeah, fun. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Like I don't watch Buffy to watch the action. Like that's not right. why I'm watching that show. You know, if, right. if, you know, when, when I did, I only ever saw the first season, but um, when I'm watching Blade movie, I, I am primarily watching this movie for the action. Right. And when yep. you can't deliver there in this scene, which is just truly awful and slow and lethargic, it just feels like, it feels like they took a scene from the first blade with the strobe lights and stuff, but the, and they basically just, you know, doped everyone up on like horse tranquilizers. And they're like, okay, now let's do this action scene. Yeah. It just looks yeah. awful. It looks truly awful. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. 100%. Uh, yeah. and they, yeah. they phoned that one in for sure. Yeah. Like Chris Christo- this is the Chris Christopherson Whistler of action scenes from blade. Trinity. Yeah. That's what this and is. I don't think, and I don't think, Ryan Reynolds was the right person to have in that scene as your main guy to fight other vampires, especially even Triple H. Triple H, even not as a vampire. No, yeah, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is not fighting him. No, <laughs> Yo, no let's, I think there's some disagree. I want to do this right now. Let's do this now. There is some disagreement. So we we've introduced the Night Stalkers, okay, and we get yeah. to meet all of them, and we get to see all their cool guns, the coolest, uh, gu- like the cool guns that they never use. Uh, they, fucking they that light blade shit that only gets shown twice. Yeah. Why that, the fuck is that not being used every damn time? Yeah. You need to talk about that more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the giant cool like shotgun thing with the different like the yeah. three barrel shot. I'm like, what? Yeah. Nobody uses that. Um, so yeah, it's just a reason for Patton Oswalt to, to nerd out and do his thing. Um, the Night Stalkers are entirely like, in my opinion, are kind of mostly forgettable, but but um, let's talk about Hannibal King because I, me, I actually think I don't like Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Like no, I actually don't. I don't like thank him you. in this movie. Um, uh, yeah. So I think there is some disagreement. So Justin, I know that you do like him in this movie. Please tell us more. Okay. So let's put it this way: he is that un- he is that perfectly like it's like it's polished never been um uh hurt it's just it's it's this beautiful pure piece of corn in a very large pile of shit and here's the thing he he this movie from the get-go you know is going to be a pile of shit and then you've got this guy that is so clearly against the grain and he's kind of entertaining he's funny he makes me laugh he's just kind of he's he's um you know what it is too there there was also kind of this lead up to this film so to talk about ryan reynolds in general 
I would argue that this film is what what actually broke him into stardom. Now, you, before this, his big film was Van Wilder, and that mm. that was notable for him. I remember that. But this yeah, one, that. He, he went through a physical transformation. For yeah, this, packed on jacked. a ton of muscle. He was on he was on um, you know magazine covers all over the country about this. They were writing articles on the internet about this, showing before and after pictures, especially when he's in the what is it when he's all chained up and shit. Like there's pictures of like what he looked like, and that was a big deal. Um, I this movie really put him in in a in a very major kind of role in a film that had such press in it they got him a lot of attention in my opinion this was probably one of the most important movies in his career which is crazy but it kind of is yeah yeah Yeah. i can see that i can see that now back to why i like him in this movie i don't like i like that humor um that wasn't van wilder i'd only seen van wilder once and i was not really paying that much of attention that much attention so when i had seen this for me at the time, it was kind of fresh and it was kind of funny the way he was kind of just like navigating around. He was the only interesting thing or entertaining thing to watch in this dry ass movie. So if I'm going to be disappointed by this movie because Blade is not good in this movie, like they're not treating Blade appropriately. Well, then, you know what? I'm going to try and enjoy the one thing that I am actually legitimately enjoying, despite the fact that it's not actually Blade in a Blade movie. So it's basically, in my eyes, it's probably me trying to make the best of what I can. Also, he says two of the best insults to a single person I have ever heard in an ent- in a movie then and since. I can't think of any. And I'm going to say them. And do I it. don't. I know yeah, that I said do. at the very beginning, but being awful. I've got, I can have a potty mouth sometimes. And before we actually started this podcast, he gave me one rule. I'm not allowed to say one word. <laughs> oh, did we, did we say, I, I, we did. You did. We did, you did. And I, I, have stuck, I have stuck to that. I'm going to break it now just for this one time. And I'm not going to say it again, but he calls Parker Posey, a cock juggling thunder cunt. <laughs> and, then, and then he proceeds to call her a horse humping bitch. And, <laughs> If if you can find better insults in a movie, I dare you to, to send it my way because I'd be happy to know because those two lines fucking broke me and they were one after the other. So as as much as I was enjoying him up until that point, I feel like once that hit, it solidified it like this is the guy for me in this movie. Right. And that was towards the end of the movie. But at that yeah. point, like that, like I said, in my in my opinion, this is me trying to make lemonade out of a lemon movie. And Ryan Reynolds was the most entertaining thing in this film. He was the lemonade. He was the lemonade. He was the lemonade. My, your, my, my your, Canadian yeah. lemonade. Your, your, yeah. pa- your pasture of lemons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Canadian treasure. All right, Antoine, tell me, tell me how you feel about Hannibal King. I, I don't like him. I think this was a Hannibal King movie. This was not a Blade movie. It was a Hannibal King movie. Let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. This movie was Hannibal King featuring Blade. <laughs> yes that's 100%. absolutely true yeah 100%. yeah 100 right um that was i think that was the direction from the studio is that they wanted these night stalker characters to kind of carry on the franchise and and they did say that they did say that yeah. in the script they did say there was a scene where i think it was hannibal king he's like we're here to help you mm-hmm. and when you're gone we're going to continue yeah so which is not good but it's not just good but that's what that yeah you know like it, it, to me, I, I really this could have been a spinoff. Like this didn't have to be third in the franchise. It could have easily have been, you know, let's do another third movie, and then it's a hand like a Night Stalkers movie. Yeah, and then Blade just kind of trickles in and like he helps him out for one mission or something like that. You know, like 
it didn't need to be the way it was. It was a Hannibal King movie the entire time. Um, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm. You know, I'm shitting on him for this movie, but I watched Van Wilder and all I saw the entire time I was watching this movie was Van Wilder in a Blade movie. Absolutely. Yep. Like I'm a hundred percent agree with that. And yeah. frankly, in a lot of other, and again, I feel the same way about, I mean, I feel the same way about Green Lantern because I know we talk about it's not Ryan Reynolds' fault for Green Lantern. It's but, not his fault. It's but not. but hold on, hold on. It it is because they knew ex- sorry, it is as in they knew exactly what they were going to get. They basically just you got Van Wilder, Hal Jordan, and we have Van Wilder, Hannibal King. Like it's the same guy, same guy in, yeah. in both movies. In fact, I feel like Ryan Reynolds does run into that problem in all of his movies that he's playing a very similar character. Like uh, there's like different versions of it. it's a quick wit, always like quick witted, kind of goofy, you know, like that kind of that kind of role. He has done yeah. dramatic stuff and he's he's a good actor. But he's this is his bread. Good. This is his bread and butter, you know, like yeah. and I don't blame them. They know what they're getting. Like, you know, when you get the guy from Van Wilder to be in Blade, he's not suddenly going to be like a dramatic actor. Right. And that's not what you need. But what they wrote here was just. His dial, I just feel like his dialogue is all overwritten. It's like David Goyer going totally fucking ham, taking like Nipplehead from like Blade 2 and like <laughs> writing an entire fucking character around that one line. Nipplehead, <laughs> like, the movie. Blade. I feel <laughs> like I feel like Goyer didn't even write half the lines that, that Ryan Reynolds says. did. I think he I think he ad-libbed a whole lot of the script. I think oh, he had his, yeah, his, was his a lot cut of lines and then like all his insults, like yeah. insert insult here. Yeah. That's where you got that nipple or the nipple that head, nipple head, and the <laughs> the, the cum duck, what, what, whatever, duck yeah, or, or horse, the whatever, like horse more, like, <laughs> like those are all those all have to be ad lib. There's no way he's writing that into a script. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I believe that because it is consistent with Reynolds playing these characters. His lines are very much like they are in this movie. They are yeah. like quick witted, like hard hard hitting insults, uh, funny funny dialogue. And um, I just, I was, I was like, and the, the worst part about it is that I think that Whistler having children isn't interesting. Like, I actually think that that was something that was interesting. But a- Abigail in this movie, um, she's just so ridiculous. Like, I just couldn't get behind her, right? So, like, we talked about Hannibal King. Let's, you know, talking about Abigail Whistler, um, First of all, she's jacked. Physically, she looks like she can do what you know you need her to do in this movie, and I think she looks she looks great. Um, but her fight they, scene was pretty good too. Her fight the, scene in the subway was really in the good. subway. That wasn't yeah. bad. Yes. Yeah, that, that wasn't one, bad. That one actually sticks with me a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't bad. But I feel like her other fight scenes are not particularly good. It's not done particularly convincingly. Uh, nor, nor is Hannibal King's. And no, the closest thing out every goddamn time. Yeah, yeah. Like his yeah. his are not particularly uh, interesting as well. But they give her like this bow and arrow, and then they give and then they do like probably what is like the second worst idea in this movie, which is like she puts in the iPod headphones when she yeah. fights. I'm like, this is just. You're you're making this less and less interesting as time as time goes on. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I I I kind of get why why you why you uh, Justin uh, like Ryan Reynolds in this movie, but uh, but yeah, I just can't get behind it. That's fair. I, I yeah. I'm I'm not gonna. I I've argued my point. Yeah. I I know yeah. that it is a very. Uh, it's not a blade centric point. It's just Justin likes Ryan Reynolds's humor. And I know that's yeah. not your thing. Yeah. for sure. 
Fair given your, your feedback. I, on the I like his franchise. humor. I just was not prepared to see Van Wilder. Yeah. In, <laughs> and, and that's absolutely what he is in this. I've, yeah, descri- yeah, I've described sure. him in the past as essentially that is Van Wilder in a Blade movie. And that's exactly yeah. the nail on the head. That's exactly yeah. what it is. All right. So those are the Night Stalkers. And then we get Blade meeting the Night Stalkers. And he's got what is probably the greatest scene in this movie where he just rips into all of them. I actually thoroughly enjoy this. And this does... Uh, this does benefit from uh, looking at it as Wesley Snipes just being like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? I love when he says, like, you're not, you know, he's like, are you really, re- like, are you ready to roll with this? When he's just like ripping into them, that you're like, Antoine, you were saying, from the heart. Like, yeah. this scene was like, I'm like, ooh, he's channeling, he's channeling some real life uh, frustration real into this, yeah. Yeah, into this, uh, into this conversation. Um, quick, quick he point about. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say he didn't even know the camera was rolling during. Yeah. That. He was just yelling at them. <laughs> just yelling at them. <laughs> they just. <laughs> um, a couple of things about Blade's look. I think his vest, the t- tactical vest, they changed it again. I think it doesn't look great in this movie. Not a fan. But what I am a fan of is they extended the tattoos on on his back that mm. go up a little bit higher, and they like he's got a goatee in this movie. So I always I was like, what Blade needs is some fucking facial hair. Like, I think if Blade had a beard or a goatee or something, he's not a goatee. And I think they have, like, the tattoos connecting to his, like, the sideburns on the side of his head. Yeah, they come down, like, his neck and the back yeah. of his neck. And they come into, like, his fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is all this is fun. It's, like, cool, interesting stuff that they did there. Uh, and they have him wear the red shirt when he's um, when he's captured. Like, he's wearing the long sleeve like, red shirt. I'm like, okay, cool. These are all like call outs to the previous movie. Yeah. Because he's got the red. of the jacket red as well. Too. Yeah. The other yeah. jacket lining. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. that. So some fun stuff there. Um, so we get, you know, we get the antics back at the, the vampire circus where they're like talking to, to Dracula. And Dracula just uh, apparently is not affected by the sun. So he goes out for a walk, a okay. slow motion walk. <laughs> and let me tell you guys, there is a lot of slow motion walking in this movie. A ton of slow motion walking. And it is so, so like, it feels like late nineties, like ish music video stuff. And it's just like really awful. It's so bad. Dracula looks like he came out of like a late nineties music video. Yeah. Very boring one that for like a one hit wonder. Yeah. He's got like the deepest V neck. That's like almost just like a button. Comes out like his navel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah uh dominic purcell we'll talk about him for a second he's not he's not good and he's not particularly good in this movie i have seen him in other things in which he is good in i just think that this is a terribly written dracula he's not interesting they didn't really give him any screen time because they're chopped up between so many different ideas not focused he uh he has this little confrontation with blade um, where they do a little foot chase, which I, when I was watching it again, I was like, this is kind of fun, but it does, it, again, it stinks of like, it's not very cohesive, like this foot chase that they, they and he, Dracula takes a, he steals a baby and he goes to the roof and, uh, and they have this, you know, ridiculous conversation. Uh, and then Dracula throws the baby and baby Blade does a backflip and catches this baby. And I'm like, this is not working for me. Yeah. Like this whole scene. about his humanity or some shit like that. Yeah. 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 It had a lot of unnecessary flipping. Like yeah, he it was flips a lot of- down and then he flips onto the side of the building, even though there's like, they're on this giant square roof and Dracula's standing on the edge with the baby, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then Blade goes and jumps on the other edge of it, but yes. far away, far away. 
So what the like, fuck why? is he doing on the edge? Like, why? It just, it, it, it's so, yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's one, nonsense. It's one complete thing, nonsense. One thing that does stand out about this, and I've talked about in the other two uh, ones that we did, was the soundtrack. So again, the soundtrack for this movie. Yes. Um, what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, so the RZA, and I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong. It's uh, Ramen Yuadi. Uh, Jawadi. Yeah, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. He's done yeah, Game uh, of Thrones. He did. Um, did Pacific oh Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Pacific Rim, yeah. 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 So he's a. He is. Um, yeah. So he is the um, composer for the film. But the RZA also did some composing. So they kind of worked together on some tracks. But the RZA also did an original track, if maybe more than one. So he was heavily involved. Uh, the, uh, the two songs that stand out for me are Fatal, uh, which is uh, used heavily. That instrumental I'm in love with. It was like my ringtone for like a decade. Yeah. Like I nice. love, love, love that tune. Love the instrumental on that. I think the RZA is fucking super talented. I love his stuff. He is. He um, is. And uh, there's another song called Thirsty with uh, the ODB on the end. Yes. Yeah. That is the one yeah, at the end. Yeah. Great track. Real chill, like hip, uh, you know, chill out. Uh, uh, hip hop track. Uh, apparently, at the time, and I'm not sure if this is still true because I know that uh, uh, Old Dirty Bastard like passed away uh, either just before this movie was released or in and around the time this movie was released. I feel like, and I think this was the last vocals that he recorded before passing away. But I know that since then they've done some like post mortem stuff with with him. It might have just been old recordings. I remember reading that at the time. I'm not sure if that's still. He if did. That's... He did. He passed away November two thousand, November thirteenth, two thousand four. And the okay. movie came out in December two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. feel like the la- one of the last things he did was this original track for Blade Trinity, yeah. Thirsty. Great tune, and the the I think the soundtrack in general here is pretty strong. Um, so during all of these like slow motion walking scenes, it's the instrumental for Fatal that's playing in the yeah. background, and that makes that gets me hyped up. But then I see Dominic Purcell with the deepest V. And walking around in slow motion. And I'm like, oh, that just sucks all the air out of the room. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, Blade has this little interaction there. And somehow, um, somehow uh, Dracula finds out where the Night Stalkers are like living their base of operations. Do you guys know how he finds this out? I can't remember. I can't remember. He follows I, someone. I either. He follows. Does he follow somebody back? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, honestly, yeah. in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The, yeah. the thing that I was most curious about is why they decided to have the attack be based off of like Whistler was the one that he yes. had impersonated to use it, but they didn't use that at all, did they? Or am I wrong? They were uh, just kind of stalking people as like it wasn't like you yeah. walked in and people were like, "Hey, Whistler, I thought you no. were like." It was yeah. just him stalking people as like Mike. I I was I'm convinced that what had happened was the day they shot that. They didn't have Dracula cast, so they're like, "Before you leave, I know that you, I know that you just wrapped, but look, you got like five minutes to just stand around and look down on people. You don't yeah, have I'm, to I'm, do anything; just like you know, just look at people. How yeah. much you're paying me? Yeah. You don't have to talk. You don't have to say a word. No, not even a just stand, stand here in this leather coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know, he imagine. Shows- Yo, yeah. imagine. Okay, so remember when they uh, when they went to the 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 doctor's thing to go and interrogate him, and then it was actually Drake, and then he transforms. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, one, sorry. One quick yeah, thing. They yeah. call him Drake, and it's just the worst. Okay, I hate continue. it. I yeah, hate it. Please yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, and he's wearing 
Dracula's clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's imagine, right. Imagine if you cut to Chris Christopherson <laughs> standing over Hannibal King, and he's got this big, deep V-neck. <laughs> You're absolutely right, because the doctor is wearing the deep V-neck yeah. shirt, ancient Sumerian, Which, Romanian. Imagine, imagine you go to your doctor's weave. office to talk about something like, oh, doc, <laughs> did you get the result? And you walk in, and he's got this big, deep V. Would you be like, what the fuck's going on, doc? Like, <laughs> and, and he's like, all right, sit down and we'll go over your results. And all you can see is this deep V on your doctor. Yeah, um, that's I, that's all I'd be able to see. Just, yeah, so yeah. They, I, I did kind of skip that. It leads into this foot chase with, with uh, Dracula. But just before that, the reason that they're there, they're visiting this doctor. And uh, they establish that Dracula can shapeshift. So that's, yes. a, that's an important thing. Maybe. Yeah, sort of. Um, and so he can shape change. So he shape, shape changes into uh, Whistler and infil- infiltrates the Night Stalker's abode and systematically uh, kills them all off. Again, really lazy TV, uh, you know, episode, low budget TV episode stuff like going on here. I was just not I was not into this. At all, they have someone on the Night Stalkers that is blind, which I thought that was that was an interesting choice, but they don't yeah, do a whole lot. It was a yeah, stupid choice, lady, right? Yeah, they just they just made her blind to make her blind, and everything she was doing would have been greatly like it does. It, everything would have been so much harder to do what she does if she was blind. Like it doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, yeah. That gosh. actress, that was the she, I feel like she's American American Pie, right? Like that actress. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I she's think so. American, I think she was American Pie. Pie. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Uh, I, you know what? I might have the cast up here somewhere. But the yeah. uh I, I do really like that actress. She was yeah, great she's in pretty good. Orange and the New, is the new black, and she was also That's in a, it. Yeah. In, in, new black. in a Netflix yeah, yeah. film called or not film, it was a TV series. I think it was called Russian Doll. Or oh, Russian Dolls. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember. Yeah, no, she's a she's point. a good actress. I've seen her in other things, and I, I don't think she's Leon. Leon, that's what oh, it is. That, yeah. that, I do Leon. recognize that name. Yeah, yeah. the I, I I don't think she does a bad job here. I just feel like it was a random. It was a really kind of random choice for this. Um, there is one interesting payoff here because you know Dracula does kill her, um, and and again, you're right. The fact that Dracula was like. Whistler doesn't play into any of these things. So it basically kidnaps the kid and kidnaps Hannibal King because Hannibal King was injured by Drake. I don't want to call him that injured by Dracula Dracula. and uh, brought back to the vampire circus tower thing. So, but an interesting thing is when blade and Abigail Whistler come back from look going into the other plot point of the vampire series, which is basically the vampire Endgame, They visited a warehouse in the warehouse, they have the blood bags, the people in the blood bags. I'm like, oh, this is also interesting. But then they all they do is just turn, turn, turn it off, kill hundreds of people. Yeah, and kill yeah. a familiar. They, yeah, they kill. Yeah, yeah, they kill tons of people, and uh, and they leave. So, and then that's the last that anybody talks about this blood bag uh, yeah. vampire endgame solution there. Uh, so when they come back, they discover that the night stalkers are all dead. Uh, but the the only payoff here for her being that one character being blind and being killed is that Dracula writes something like, and I'm paraphrasing, he writes, immortality is only for those who are worthy or something like that uh, in blood. And it's, and he's taken extra, extra care to torture her or whatever in particular. So he's basically like, she's blind. So she doesn't deserve the gift of immortality. I'm like, this would make, this would actually be an interesting point to make about his personality 
but he didn't turn anybody into vampires. Like he killed everybody. Yeah. So apparently immortality is for nobody, right? Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You didn't turn anybody else. It's not like you turned everyone else and you decided to kill her in particular because she's blind. And it's just, it's stupid. And then we get the other dumbest scene, dumb scene in this movie, uh, which is where uh, Abigail finds the body and she's crying and Blade just standing in the background and he's just going, use it. use it and i'm like shut the fuck up shut up this isn't working for me stop it stop saying that (laughs) and to seal the deal he says it one more time i feel like he says it three times he says it three times three times oh boy use it use it use it it's and just not great. Now, to follow up from this, because not only was that one of the worst movements I've ever seen on film, then after that, he goes and she's shooting arrows into a thing because apparently it really matters how fast she can shoot arrows. Even though, like, when you see the the arrows in the thing, they're all over the place. It's not like she's, like, no nicking accuracy. bullseyes. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, like, fucking all over the thing. I'm like, that would be more important if you're trying to shoot arrows at people. Mm-hmm. But anyways, then he goes over to her and says something like, don't let it turn inwards and she's like it already has and i'm like why didn't you give her that disclaimer earlier when you were telling her to use it you know it would have been a lot more helpful if you would have given her some direction other than two words three times use it it's my favorite fucking line from this movie that and don't fuck with my shit is that what he says (laughs) don't you fuck with my My thing thing. Oh man! Oh boy! Yeah, I just so, want to go back to that blood bank scene for a second. Yeah, yeah, let's go let's <laughs> because yeah, yeah. that was the first part of the movie, and I think it's the first time we've had black on black violence in the Blade movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. I'm just gonna call it out. He's gonna call it out. He calls him a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the deepest part of his soul. That's right. He does have the <laughs> from he has the, the deepest part of his soul. Like he legit hates him. He does hate that guy, like. but you know what? It's not the first instance of black on black violence in the Blade in the Blade uh, series. In the first movie, there's that little girl that he was chasing around after they fucking barbecue that fat one, the fat vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's just kicking, 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 and then he just fucking bitch slaps her. <laughs> she must have been thirteen. Well, granted, she's a vampire, but a thirteen-year-old-looking girl vampire. Who is black and he lays her the fuck out. He lays- I was like, wow. <laughs> like I know that she's evil and this is a fictitious movie, but we could have we should have probably ramped down a little bit on that. Yeah, one. the the child abuse is not, <laughs> not very good. A little bit much. A little little too much. That's, yeah. That, but yeah, that's no, that funny. scene, like the that's probably my favorite line from Blade in the entire movie. When he calls him a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like he says it like he has it like with such base and such anger and such like, are you stupid? Do you know yes. who the fuck I am? Like, bro, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says he says something. It's like, oh, I can't tell you. They'll kill me. He says, uh, motherfucker, motherfucker, I'll, <laughs> I'll motherfucker, kill I'll kill you. And he grabs him and he pushes yeah. him along. Yeah, the bl- the bladeness. This is a yes. this is bladeness. the bladeness moment where he's yeah. like, nobody's gonna nobody writes that. No, <laughs> Wesley is just like, okay, I'm gonna do it like this, uh, and it's gonna be dope. And it was, yeah. Um, that was, and then the training montage. Can the, we talk about like I like Abigail Whistler as, as you guys may not, but I like her. I think she was a good character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of Hannibal Kane, right? But when we get that training montage, and like you said with the arrows, like she's all over the place with them. But then it's like 
how are they progressively getting faster? She's not pulling the, it's an electric yeah. fucking arrow. Like it's one of those compound bows that yeah, it's a, is yeah. set to a certain weight. So how is it getting faster yeah. every single time? Yeah. They're, they're I, leaving I out the part of the training montage where she's torquing it a little bit more and yeah, it, which like, is arguably not training. You're just modifying no. your bow. Like yeah, I don't like, understand what, <laughs> the, the the speed is not helping her accuracy, or maybe it is getting no. better. I don't know. But that the board was not like that target was all over the map. There was yeah. there was one that wasn't even in the target. Yeah. Like you've got so many good cinematic like um examples of like good bow and arrow shooting like mm-hmm. those really what was it it was um robin hood men in tights men in tights when he's splitting <laughs> yes. the arrows they keep splitting the arrows like and that's something like that yeah that's that's what this movie needs a little more robin <laughs> hood men in tights hey man <laughs> arguably the best parts in my opinion of this movie are the comical cartoony bits that involve Hannibal King. So I'm all for a little bit of Robin Hood men in tights in this film. Bring it on. Let's do it. Yeah. Bring in a 19 year old like Dave Chappelle to play Blade instead. Was that he, would change the game. Was he 19 for Robin Hood men in tights? He might have been younger. He might have no. been younger. Yes. No, really? 100%. I think he was yeah. young. I think he was 19. Yeah. I think he might have oh, even shit. been younger than 19. Yeah. But he no was, way, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, no I'm, man, I I love Robin Hood. So go see Robin Hood Men in Tights instead of Blade Trinity. So that's Black Lightning and Robin Hood Men in Tights for anyone keeping count. Um for other things to watch instead of this movie. Um he was 19. Yeah, he was 19. I just looked it up. He was 19 when he did it. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that's I think I don't know. I think about that. I'm like Mel Brooks and Dave Chappelle like working on the same movie together. I'm like, that just kind of blows my mind. I don't know. There's yeah. something about that. Yeah. And like, obviously, it's not the sum of their parts because that movie is, you know, I, I enjoy it, but it is a, it is sillier. I feel like it's the comedy isn't as refined as like uh, Mel Brooks's older stuff, like Young Frankenstein, like his big stuff, you know, Spaceballs, Young Frankenstein mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. But but man, like Mel Brooks and Dave Chappelle, that's a, that's a lot of com- comedy heavies on one movie. But th- I guess Chappelle was not the Chappelle we know now, right? He was, I guess, I don't no. know how famous he was back then. Maybe he was just he a stand-up. Did or... he do Half-Baked yet? Or was it Half-Baked? He didn't do no, that, he, that came later. After, but I right? think this, yeah. this was like his the first breakout thing that he did on film, I believe. It might. It was probably his first film. Yeah. Um, but you see, the, the, there, was a str- there was a really important reason that they brought him in there to play that role. And that's because at 19, he was that talented. He was, he was mm. doing stand-up earlier than that, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been a huge Dave Chappelle fan since since that movie onwards. Um, killing what was it? Killing it's either killing him softly or killing them softly. But you get you get the the drift. That's one yeah. of my favorite stand up specials of all time. It broke me. Um, I mean Chappelle. Anyways, we, yeah, we can, yeah, I yeah. could gush on yeah. Dave Chappelle forever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. I. I and now I, just, I can't th- I can't stop thinking about him playing Blade in this movie. And I think it would be a mark. <laughs> him plus Ryan Reynolds. This would be a very different. Oh my, that'd Blade be a film. totally different movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a different movie for sure. That. For sure. Um, so they got this training <laughs> montage with uh, silly bow and, arrow, bow and arrow digital pressure readouts. And uh, we get them racing their motorcycles a little bit. That's, you know, mm-hmm. fun. And not really. And then uh, they switch over to Hannibal King who is tied up. Okay. Can we talk about how many times, like uh, this movie is obsessed with Hannibal King's like pubes, right? Cause I feel like we see 
we see Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, pubic hair a lot in this yeah, movie. Way too often. It's like we see. I think we see it twice, and I'm not even sure why it's shown the second time. I just feel like, oh, we nobody's talking. Quick, yeah. cut to Ryan Reynolds pubes. Yeah, what? these, these low cut jeans on him are not doing anything. They are very low. Yeah, these yeah, jeans are not. I, I still think one of the funniest, unintentionally funny moments in this movie is when Blade is like, "What makes you think that you can handle this?" Like, you know, whatever. Uh, and Ryan Ryan Reynolds comes up and he's like, "Well, for starters, I used to be one." And he like takes his pants. Off yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. He pulls like, them like, down so far. Yeah. Like, what are we doing now? This, <laughs> the mood in this room. It's changed a little, Ryan. Ryan, you're not reading the room. This yeah. isn't. This you're at the wrong party. Right, Put your now. pants back up. Buddy. Yeah, you're at the wrong party, buddy. Um, and he does it again, and then we get this great banter between him and um, uh, Parker like, Posey. Parker Posey. Uh, Parker Posey's comedy, I think, works better than Hannibal King's uh, in the the context of this film. But both really funny, and uh, Blade and Abigail Whistler attack. Uh, to save uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, so the, the the other thing I wanted to mention was there are scenes where Blade just stands there and says nothing in this movie. He actually doesn't. I had to watch it. I'd have to watch it again, but I probably won't because why would I do that to myself? But what you know, I don't think he actually ever responds to ha- to Hannibal King. I don't think they con- do. They ever converse? I think maybe there's only one scene. The other scenes. Hannibal King says something stupid or funny or silly and Blade just looks at him and walks away. And that happens like three or four times. Yeah. I, I can't recall like a full on dialogue between the two of them. Yeah. I don't think they talk to each other. Even when one says something to the other and there's no response. That's it. That's it. So even when they point, even when they, so, so again, this, the benefits from the, Oh, this is Wesley Snipes and not Blade because he's just fucking pissed off. It's like, (laughs) fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck this clown. Stealing Basically. my movie. <laughs> yeah. I so, paid for this yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so even when he goes to save him, he goes into the room and walks right by him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, you know, Whistler, uh, Abigail Whistler comes down and, fr- and frees him. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we get this really dumb. Uh, sorry. Anyway, uh, we get this really dumb thing with the dogs. So the, they have a couple of vampire Pomeranians in this movie. Um and a, uh, I think it's not it's not a Doberman. I think it's a Roddy. No, the Rottweilers. A yeah, couple Rottweilers, yeah. Oh, is it two Rottweilers and one yeah. Pomeranian? Sorry. One Pomeranian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so can you guys tell me, this is a real nerd thing in a nit, not in a nitpick, but that's kind of what we do here. Did they give these dogs the Reaper virus? See, that was my question. Okay, yeah. here's what I'm thinking about. is like, when you see Dracula in his true form, yeah, he looks like a Reaper. Yeah, he's got the... the he's got the dislocated jaw. Yeah, that yeah. Stuff. And then I'm like, in the previous movie, we had Reapers, and that was Correct. an evolution of the vampires, right? Right. So I was like, is Dracula really a Reaper? Yeah. Or is this what we're supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. They've just been just, diluted. Been diluted so much that we're just regular vamp- like vampires. Yeah. And then the Reapers were just what we're supposed what we're supposed to be and they're closer to Dracula than the vampires yeah. are. Yeah. I so. I actually take that second point that you made there and I thought you thinking about it that way actually kind of makes this whole thing make sense kind of because yeah. like even Dracula in the one piece of interesting dialogue is that you guys have lost your way. Like mm-hmm. as vampires as a race, he's just so depressed with kind of where they've gone. 
um, that he was the pinnacle. And then the Reapers, even though genetically designed, they were moving in that direction. They're like, if there's going to be an evolution, it's going to look like that, which I, yeah. which I think yeah. the point you're making is actually correct. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, but the but the dogs have the double, the dislocated jaws too, and the tongue and yeah. the uh, the stinger or whatever. And I'm like, oh, do they give them the Reaper virus? They give them vampire, like you know, regular regular OG vampire. But uh, yeah, I wasn't I was confused by that. Yeah, I was confused by it as well. But I was I was always wondering. I'm like, are we looking at Reapers here? Or are we looking yeah. at? Is Dracula actually a Reaper, and that's what we're supposed to look like, or yeah. are we dealing with like someone who's, you know diluted so far down that they're just yeah water essentially yeah water the water yeah. of vampires yeah the coors light of vampires yes, if you coors light. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we have these dogs and they chase ryan reynolds and he uh kills all three of them which i'm sure makes lots of people unhappy by them running out of a fucking window yeah because yeah. they have no because they can't stop yes they can't stop fucking trash <laughs> 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 the disdain. I, love, I love how fucking mad you are. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, so we have this whole attack sequence on this base. Uh, Blade actually gets a relatively decent action scene again, but not as good as the first one, uh, where he like he did, he gets his lobby scene. Again, yeah, this, like the sword was, play was good though. The sword play was actually yeah. pretty decent. Like, yeah, he gets yeah. his yeah he gets this lobby scene. He uses the S blade in a really cool way. I thought mm-hmm. he throws the S blade and kind of jumps to another part of the balcony and, and catches it and drops yeah, yeah. a bunch of vampires. That was pretty cool. Um, and we get Hannibal King fighting Triple H, uh, who has grills. By the way, okay, okay. Did you guys See, notice I, this? I'm glad you pointed that out because yeah. I'm like. Aren't these motherfuckers allergic to silver? Yes. Why the fuck uh-huh. are these grills fucking silver? Are uh, they? Yeah. They're, they're, they're silver, they're silver colored, but I can't imagine they're actually silver. Oh, man. You know Triple H is an idiot. You know he put in silver. <laughs> that that could, be, that could be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible. They did this little gag where they put little silver silver filings or whatever in the, in the air conditioning in system. Air conditioning, yeah. Yeah. And in Triple H like... Choke. Yeah, Triple H like burp like like burps up like a fireball. Like this is the kind of like zany shit that's happening in in Blade Deadpool. now. See, like we're watching a Deadpool movie. That's what the fuck we're watching. We're not yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um. So so uh, he has this really uh what I think is just an awful fight. Like I think this fight is terrible between him <laughs> and uh and Hannibal King. And I remember they were bigging this fight up in some of the featurettes and stuff leading up to the movie. And it's it's awful. It's not good at all. It's and a WWE match. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, but it's like worse than that. It's worse than one. that. Yeah, like it's worse like, than that. You know? When you watch like amateur wrestling and they like whisper the moves in each other's ear when they grapple. It's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, backflip. You, you you ready for the right off the turnbuckle? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you can <laughs> see them mouthing shit at each other. It's like, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, it's not good. It's not in remotely believable that uh, a vampire, like, so to a guy of Triple H's size. Mm-hmm. Also a vampire, yes. And Hannibal King is a human, and he's not completely eviscerated in the first ten seconds of this fight. Like I just think that's yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, it makes and again, they did nothing to make Triple H threatening in this movie. Not no, he, a he, single he's goofy thing. as fuck. He's just a big yeah. guy with silver grills, which I'm looking at the picture for right now. 
steel <laughs> steel it's actually steel and it Are was an steel? homage to like the the jaws character from james bond one thing that's actually no- oh. notable here which i think is actually kind of neat is uh ryan reynolds was a fan of triple h so he actually did all the stunts he didn't oh like, for this fight get, yeah for the fight like he was at he actually wanted to do this with triple h so nice he did his own like, stunts in this because of that. That's I would neat. too. Like if I'm if I'm in a movie and I'm going up against like someone I appreciate and it's this I can do a stunt with him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I mean the wrestlers are trained stuntmen in and of themselves. You yeah. know, I mean that's kind of their job essentially. They take right? care of you and teach you how to take a proper bump. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and nobody better too. I mean, technically, no. he's yeah. one of the best best in ring performers of of all time. I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not go there. I don't know, man. <laughs> Triple there. H Triple there. H is talented, dude. Nah, bro. Brett. Fair Brett. Right. Hey, Brett man. Hart. Yeah, hey, all right. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying he's if you, top. If you go I'm technical, saying, we got to go with the heart. Of course, of course. I'm just saying if, if there was a top 20 list, he's probably on oh, top 20. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on my top 10 for sure, though. Yeah. 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 I'd have to think um, about that. We should do a wrestling podcast. Oh, no, we can do that. We can definitely do that, dude. That'd be fun. Um, I, I feel like this movie took all of the wrong lessons from Blade 2, where they're like, oh, everybody loved that suplex in Blade 2. We should have a wrestler in Blade 3. <laughs> yes. I feel like that was the that was like the decision making process for this. Everybody um, liked the Reapers. Let's make dog Reapers. Like, no, yeah. that's not what <laughs> no, we're okay, after. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, sorry. We had yeah. blood bags in the first one. Let's put people in blood bags. Like David <laughs> Goyer, stop it. <laughs> your crazy ass ideas. All right, I'm done. Um, yeah, so uh, we move from here. He kills Triple H by by throwing uh, uh, like one of the bullets, the sundog bullets, like UV bullet in his mouth. Yeah, in his mouth. Um, gives him and he help. dies. Yeah, and Abigail Whistler has her own little action sequence. Again, I don't think this is particularly well shot. It's not very convincing when she's fighting multiple targets. And she puts in headphones and listens to her iPod while she fights. And it's just just complete lunacy. Like, I just can't. Back then, I couldn't get behind it, and I rewatched it again recently for this show, and I'm just like, this is the – in a movie full of bad decisions, I this has got to be one of the worst ones. It's the most <laughs> offensive one. When I see it, I'm like, oh, why yeah. are you doing this? I was I was down for it when they said that she used it when she was hunting, like when he was – fucking Ryan Reynolds is talking the entire fucking time. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, oh, she puts in her headphones and plays her playlist and, and whatever. whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. What do the kids listen to? Trip hop, you know, Ryan to, yeah. Reynolds isms line that Justin loved and I didn't Exactly. Work. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I get it when you're hunting. You you just have your headphones in. It's like when you're going to work, you know, you yeah, have your headphones yeah. in and you just, you zone everything out and you're just doing what you're fucking doing. Yeah. But you're in a it, fucking middle of a fucking fight scene yeah. in a fucking building with 12 vampires coming at you. Yeah, oh, hold, hold on a second. Let me put my headphones in. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Let me get my let me get my kill vampire playlist out. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready now. Like... So silly, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, and then we get Blade having his own showdown with uh uh Dracula. And uh so we get this fight scene. So now this one actually has a pretty great line to start it off when he says Blade ready to die and Blade's response is I was born ready, motherfucker. He says that. And I was like, everything is motherfucker. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I hear that line all the time because that's the line that opens up fatal, the track, like yeah. the actual yeah. song has this. So I hear this in my head all the time. And, uh, and uh, I think this is the only movie. Uh, it's the only movie I've seen. And uh, that's not true. Sorry. I just, I was going to say Dracula throws a couch. 
at Blade or Blade throws a couch at Dread. At one point, he sticks his sword in a couch and he throws a couch at him. And I'm like, this is the only movie I can remember that someone does that. But that's not true. The first fight scene, I think the first fight scene in Aquaman, Mara actually, Queen Mara actually, sorry, not Queen, uh, not Mara. Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, she, throws a, she throws a couch yeah. at someone too. And yeah. I'm like, all right. So there yeah, is yeah. one more movie. There, yeah. The inspiration for Aquaman oh, was Blade Trinity, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, um, the couch throwing uh, incident. Anyway, so they have this fight. Inexplicably, when they're fighting, Blade tackles Dracula and they land on the ground. And for whatever reason, I don't know what they landed on a fault line or something like that. The <laughs> place just fucking explodes. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What the hell happened? They weren't even falling that far. Like it looked no. like they just fell like, like they fell like, they one fell, like floor. a floor. If that. Yeah. Like it just goes it boom. So and there's silly. a giant fucking crater, like a meteor hit. Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell happened here? insanity um so this fight not particularly memorable it is a sword fight which is nice it's a bit of a throwback to blade one uh because they didn't have significant sword play in the second movie no um uh but blade one they did and anyway they had this sword fight nothing nothing great here i kind of like that they did the sword fight though i'll give the movie credit for that because he because in the movie he specifically left when he was getting saved he specifically left them to go get his sword back yes that's right. And then and then jumped out the window. So yeah. Yeah. the fact that he's using his sword at the end is like, okay, it's kind of like uh, the nigga went to go get his sword back. So let <laughs> <laughs> him use it. You know, use it. So, uh, <laughs> so thank God the crater thing didn't happen when he jumped out of the 12th story window. Otherwise, everyone would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> That would have made more sense for the cop scenes, though, for the cop yes. being able to follow. That would have been a much more pliable, or uh, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense for them to get away Boom. if there was a crater. Right, right. So then we get Dracula's transformation into his true form. Um, I didn't mind this. I actually, I was like, they did, they went an interesting way with his true form. They even have like kind of the the Batman ears thing going on. He's all purple. He has the jaws open up. I remember reading an interview with David Goyer saying that for the creature design, he was going to Guillermo del Toro and asking him and went back to Stephen Norrington because he still had relationships with these other directors. And he was asking them about Norrington sent him some designs and drawings. And I think del Toro did as well. Again, I'm paraphrasing here because this is stuff I read many years ago when the movie came out, but he did reach out to these guys to say, Hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? And I think that's really cool to be able to just go back to these, you know, to these like, you know, excellent filmmakers to have excellent filmmaker friends to just be like, Hey, I'm going to do this creature thing. What do you guys think of this? And then they come back and say, Hey, you know, do you guys ever hear the story? There's, there's a story about predator, uh, the design for predator. And I think like Stan Winston was on a plane and he was uh, like sitting, I think he was sitting next to James Cameron. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I have this story, right? We, We could fact check later, but, uh, he was, I think Stan Winston was doing some initial designs for the predator uh in the first movie and james james cameron looks over he's like you know what you know what i've never seen before i've never seen a creature with tusks like i haven't seen anything with tusks before and stan winston's like you know like goes back and starts drawing <laughs> this like other thing which of course and the predator does have the the uh, the teeth that open up and the tusks that click yeah. together and stuff um just to have like dope creative friends that are just like hey 
let me bounce this idea off you. And I think that's pretty neat. And I think it's apparent that Dracula, like this design was not, was, was kind of like Goyer reaching out to other folks. Yeah, and, that definitely wasn't his idea. <laughs> um, damn, damn. Yeah. I wasn't going to go that far, but there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was decent. And then anyway, they, um, they uh, end the scene by uh, Blade stabbing uh, Dracula with uh, this Daystar virus, which is an antivirus, uh, anti, Norton antivirus for vampires, um, which basically will just kill vampires in an aerosol way, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just waving my hands around because I don't really understand exactly how it was supposed to work. But uh, it's coronavirus but yeah. for it's coronavirus for fucking vampires. For vampires. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, then we get the ending and our two detectives show up randomly now because they've not been in any of the movie and they show up and they finally see evidence of the real vampires then the very end dracula does have an interesting conversation with blade saying that oh i don't need to be alive you are the next evolution of vampires i thought that was an interesting exchange yeah Um, that was a good transfer of like yeah you're the you're the new the thirst always wins or some point yeah like at some point you are going to lose to the thirst and you are going to be the evolution of me yeah yeah and then we get the very end where he gives him a gift where he's like, he shapeshifts into Blade to throw the police off Blade's trail and Blade roams the night free and we get a Ryan Reynolds voiceover again, I think at the end, right? Um, And Ryan Reynolds also does a voiceover for what could have been a really cool Dracula flashback scene where he tells Blade about the history of Dracula, also ruined by Ryan Reynolds' voiceover. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds' voice ruins many things in this movie. Like, I, I, I like Ryan, that. but I, I, I can't do it in this movie. Well, right, fair. right. Uh, so the, that's basically the end of the movie. What did you guys think of this ending? And like the action sequences and all of that wonderful stuff. I was a bit uh, confused by Dracula giving Blade his gift and yes. transforming into him so that way the police can get the wrong guy. Um, because I thought he was already dead when the, when the virus hit him. So yep. I thought his last breath was him telling him we'll give him something, but I didn't know he could transform. Yep. Because he went from being a monster to to the human version of himself, which is also weird because he shouldn't have shouldn't he stay as the monster form if that's his original form? Yeah. Yeah, none it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And what yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blade just got up and left, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> gets up and just bounces. Like, just, yeah, yeah. Like um, it's also not stand, much of a gift. Like, Yo, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. You were saying it's not much of a gift because he ends up turning back into Dracula yeah, so like, on oh, the operating we, table. Yeah. I guess yeah. we don't have the guy unless yeah. the cops are like, ah, oh, it was this guy the whole time. Who, I this know. guy. Yeah. They weren't like, very good detectives. Who knows what they thought? No, 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 they weren't. Um, there are alternate endings to this movie because I, I bought the DVD when it came out. Uh, and there's a couple of alternate endings. One alternate ending is a weird one where Blade is on the autopsy table. And instead of the body turning back into Dracula, he actually gets up and attacks everybody in uh, everybody, all the doctors. See, that would make more sense to me. I think he actually kills them because I think it's implied that it's Dracula that's mm. still alive. He, he, I think that's what that ending was implying. So that's one ending. Uh, and then the next ending is the is the more fucking crazy one. This ending is actually all about Abigail Whistler and Hannibal King. And it takes place, I think, in Atlantic City 
or Vegas or One somewhere. Have you seen it's this? A casino. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know yeah it's a casino. It's fucking ridiculous. It's total fucking insanity because like they come in and Abigail Whistler's there. And I can't remember. I've seen this many years ago, but I'm again, paraphrasing, but um, Hannibal King gets thrown through a window and lands there. You don't know what through he's in the middle of a casino gets thrown through a window. You don't know why he's thrown through the window. And Abigail Whistler's like, Oh, Hannibal King, you, you know, whatever. Oh, you, He's like, well, no, there's, yeah, you crazy fella. And then something's in there that threw him out. And what is in there? It's a fucking, like, werewolf, right? It's a werewolf, but he looks like a hyena. It's like a hyena-wolf hybrid thing going on. And he comes out, and they attack the werewolf, and that's the end of the movie, implying that the Night Stalkers basically continue, and there are other creatures or denizens of the night that that they hunt. And I just remember watching that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah. It totally I comes go, out. I have to go back to my DVD collection and look at that ending. Yeah, I it's have on the there. Actual ending on my server. So I have to look at that. But yeah, I would have been, that would have saved the movie for me. Yeah. That that ending the, with the, the second, that, the, Night the second ending with the Night Stalkers would have saved the movie for me. I would have, I would have been a yeah. lot happier with that ending. Cause then that way, if they gave me an ending with them fighting something else. And then there was like a little snippet of like, a dude on a motorcycle going through like the city, then I'd be like, Oh, blade is still alive. Yeah. And these guys are still out hunting, fighting yeah. other monsters other than vampires because vampires are technically dying off because of the, the, the day star. That's right. That's cool. So idea. that would, that would have made me feel a lot more happier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be pissed that Ryan Reynolds stole a movie from, <laughs> from blade. That's fair. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, would you like, you saw those endings, right? Justin? Uh, uh i did i didn't remember the one where he got up from the table and started killing i would never and now that you mentioned it, i do remember that but i don't i never got the uh the sense that it was actually dracula i i, uh, I could be wrong it. about like, i could be wrong about that it's been a long time since i've seen it but it's a different ending where it doesn't cut back to the road and you see you know uh blade right off in the distance it's actually right. he gets up and like i feel like he attacks everyone and i wasn't sure if it was blade supposed to be blade or it was supposed to be oh dracula's still alive i wasn't sure mm-hmm. but yeah. i'd have to rewatch um, that but the, the werewolf one i remember very well and i remember the design i like the design of the creature but i thought that the actual creature um it's all practical the, yeah, it which was crazy looked, it looked janky that's the yeah. problem it, it moved poorly it just like it looked like an early kind of um an early attempt at this type of thing in, early, in an older movie and yeah yeah it just didn't it didn't fit it didn't fit at all um i like the idea i think it's kind of cool that you have you're, you're playing on that there's a bigger universe than just vampires here right but yeah ultimately i i can see why it got cut um and also i think at this point they're just like you know what Let's just wrap on Blade. Because like <laughs> this was not a good experience. We'll this we'll wait we'll wait with. like twenty years and we'll get a better, you know, a better set of actors for this and, and go try it again. Which they're hopefully doing soon. Um, yeah. But yeah. but the thing the thing to note about this is it's funny. We were talking about this before we started rolling, and this movie was a financial success. Yeah. It was a, it had a sixty five million dollar budget. It ended up grossing, I think you said one hundred and sixty something million. One hundred thirty two million. One hundred thirty two million in the box office. In the box office, for a, for an R rated sales film. and all that shit too. After yeah, that too. Right? Yeah. So. for an R rated. Well, let's face it, they didn't make a lot on DVD sales, but for an yeah. R rated film, that's a pretty good haul. 
And yeah. on a sixty-five million dollar budget, that's good. That's that's sequel money right there. That's not. Yeah. It's not bad. I think you're supposed to make like three. Like I don't know what the rule Was of thumb is. Like three times maybe yeah. to be really like truly successful. But they, I don't think they lost money on this movie. No, no, like, no. They no, would no, have like, with, with that. With that, they wouldn't have lost money on this. Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, like that's pretty close to sequel money, especially with a franchise like Blade. The thing is, though, after this third film, you're not going to have people coming into the fourth film. It was similar like we when we were working on Shrek 4, one of the hard things was getting people to come to that because Shrek 2 was so good. And a lot of people came to see Shrek 3 and it was not nearly the same par. Right. So you still it was financially very successful. But the fourth one ate shit because the the third one was so bad. That would have probably happened with this. Right. So maybe that's why they didn't do it. But ultimately, like at the end of the day, making this film was also seemingly a nightmare. And if you were going to make another Blade film, you're going to need to probably bring back Wesley Snipes to bring in the same same audience for this sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And at, I, at, at that point, I feel like either Wesley Snipes wasn't going to do it or was going to take a little trip uh, trip yeah, up the river for tax evasion. <laughs> Going to prison for not paying taxes on three different Blade movies. Yeah. <laughs> and then some, probably. And then, yeah, also, what was it? Um, coming to America as well. So. Yeah, he's coming he's to uh, coming to America. Uh, to, he wasn't in the first one. He wasn't in the, he first, in the first one, wasn't he? No, no, he, he wasn't. Was first one, wasn't he? No, 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 no he's, in the, he's in the second one. He was in uh, U.S. Marshals. That was, sorry. I just, oh, shit. That was, yes, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I he just recently that. rewatched that and I completely forgot he was in it. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. It's honestly, it's, uh, to be honest, it's good to see Wesley back in movies again. I'm, oh, I love I'm, it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love I'm, it. I think it's great that he's back, like coming to America too and uh, um, Dolomite. Uh, uh, he was I in that as well. That actually, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's a. I, I recently uh, a buddy of mine worked at like a place that makes custom stickers, and he gave me this sticker, and I looked at it. And I'm like, this is fucking Wesley Snipes from New Jack City, like a random sticker. I don't know if you guys have seen New Jack City before. Oh yeah, um, but, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he just delivers like the dopest line in that in that movie where he's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it here, but he says, uh, "So you sit your five dollar ass down before I make change." I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> fucking killer. Yeah, I just love that line. So, and, you know, and, and, and you know, I was thinking about that, like that sticker. And then I was thinking about like, man, it's good to see like Wesley back in movies. Like yeah. I just, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of happy to see him working again. And um, that being said, the one way to bring Blade back and bring an audience with him is to attach him to attach the character to an already well-established, you know, money-making franchise slash universe which is what marvel is doing right now yeah um so with mahershala ali coming coming into play to play blade so if you were going to switch him like switch the actor and you'd you'd have to bring in significant amount of like other clout to draw the audience in and they certainly have that they have that already right i'm I'm a fan of i have this vision of wesley snipes being whistler in the new the, the new mcu version of blade like That'd that be so would, dope. That would blow my fucking mind. Yeah. yeah I, I would be the first person to like pay a hundred dollars a ticket to go see that. Yeah. That would be to, to save the box office. I will pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that would be so, so dope. Um, I, I, I would love to see that, you know, nothing against Marshall. I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, I, I like I like him, but you know, 
Wesley, like having a Blade movie without Wesley being involved at all, that's it's it's a tough sell for guys like us who grew up with you know like yeah. with those movies. For folks who you know for folks who are, are younger, you know that's that's an it's an easier sell. But it'd be great to get him in that movie. I'd love to, again love to see him with like a bit of a beard, shaved I mean, head, fucking tattoos all the time. Yeah, with the tattoos still, and oh, then like sick. a training scene with him and Marshall Ali, like yeah. teaching him how to do the swordplay. Oh, oh, what? That'd be killer. Yeah. That right there would sell the movie. Like that's the trailer. Just yeah. <laughs> them two doing a, a, a sword training scene. Done. I am. I am there. Where's my Where's my wallet? How much? Yeah. How much is a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> I. I. I'm. I'm hundred percent. That could be the you. only good scene in the movie, and I will be like, "Here's my money." <laughs> yeah. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, man. It's amazing. I. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's Blade Trinity. Any other thoughts on this movie? I'm glad really? it's done. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, yeah, that was that was such a it was such a tough watch. It was. It was such a tough watch to do again. It was. And like, I I I just don't want to get into it again because we'll be here for another two hours. Yeah, <laughs> fucking cre- creatively bankrupt. I feel like this movie is a way I would describe this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Just I think yeah. if you're re- if you're re- going to rewatch this film the best way to do it is just go on YouTube, find the scene where he's yelling at the, at the night stalkers and frame it in your mind that this is happening in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is an actual conversation that every, people had. Every scene where blade doesn't respond or yells at someone or just looks disgusted. It's just Wesley snipes on. Set. Yeah. Or calls him a motherfucker. <laughs> okay. That's just, that's just him being angry. That's just that's how just, he feels. That's Wesley Snipes. That's not Blade. That's Wesley. It's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it's this Wesley is Snipes Wesley angry. Snipes Trinity. That's what this yes. movie is called from now on. Yeah. What was that? We have nicknames. We don't have a nickname for the first one, but the nickname for the second one, Blade 2, Juices Everywhere. That's the <laughs> nickname. <laughs> like the fucking name of Blade 2. When you said that shit, I'm like, that's how, like, whenever I think of Blade 2 now, I'm like, somebody's like, how, like, how would you describe Blade 2 in two words? juices everywhere that's exactly what i would use to describe it um oh man yeah no it's fun stuff i'm really i'm really happy we got to do these three movies to be honest man and thank you so much antoine for for joining us yeah, um, thanks yeah, for having man. me out guys i really appreciate it yeah dude this has been this has been a lot a lot of fun and um you know fuck when the next blade movie comes out we should we should get you back on and we should uh we should get you back on and like review that movie too i am about that life because i will be the first person in line i have my covid vaccine so i will be the first person in line to buy a ticket when they announce that shit is going to theater yeah man or yeah disney plus and i pay your 45 dollars to get it i will pay my 45 dollars to watch it i will i will actively pay money to to watch that movie um I'm wondering, yeah, well, I'm certainly when that movie comes out, you know, things will be, I'm hoping we get to go to the theater to see yeah. the next Blade movie. I, I really do hope so. I may not pay the movie to, I may not pay the money that Disney wants for uh, Black Widow, but I will pay for Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Black Widow is actually coming out this year, right? Yeah, it's coming out next month, I think. Oh, next month. Yeah. yeah okay. It is month. soon. And yeah. they're doing that premium uh, thing the, yeah, the with premium that split so, yeah. thing where it's, some of it's in yeah. box office because the U.S. is still gung yeah. about letting people go outside. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to actually, you know what? We'll save for another episode. Never mind. Oh, all right, all <laughs> right, right, cool. <laughs> Mysterious. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I think we can. I think I we can probably. What's that? Save it. Save, save it. <laughs> I gotta save this video. Save, save it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck what is uh, 
Give me, give me one more, uh, Justin. Give me one more rendition of J- uh, of James uh, Ramar in this movie, please. Give me one more of those. Don't fuck with my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that's that was that's what Wesley Snipes was yelling on set before every take. <laughs> And, and James, should, and James, he should be as a James, producer. He yeah, should be. absolutely. <laughs> James Ramar was just on the side, being like, "Hmm, I'm going to use that <laughs> another scene." Do you, do you, Wesley, do you mind if I use it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, Are you all sure right. Use it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just ask you this one more time. Are you sure? Use it. Okay, that's three. I'm out. Let's go. <laughs> oh, mercy. Okay. Oh, man. Let's wrap it up. This has been Atul. This has been Justin. And Antoine. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Peace. Thanks, guys. Bye. Later. Yeah. Batman is my prisoner. Don't fuck with my thing. There's a team. Use it.